At Hendricks Regional Health, patient experience is at the core of everything we do. That's why we proudly present Health Talks with HRH. Here's Melanie Cole. Today, one in eight women will develop breast cancer at some point in their lifetime. Additional care for high-risk patients was created to reduce risk where possible and find cancer early for improved outcomes. My guest today is Dr. Monet Bowling. She's board-certified breast surgeon at the Hendricks Regional Health Medical Group. Welcome to the show, Dr. Bowling. Women hear about when we should have our screenings, what age we should have our mammogram. What about someone who might be at higher risk for breast cancer? When would we know that? So there are many things that can tell us how women are higher risk for breast cancer. Um, We begin to start to look at people's family history when we discuss people being at higher risk. Those are easy things to start to determine if people are at higher risk for breast cancer. If If there's someone in their family who has had breast cancer in the past, um, what age those people develop breast cancer, if the person themselves has had a breast cancer at a young age. Um, we also begin to look at have they had multiple biopsies in the past. What age did they have the onset of their uh, menstrual periods? Was it a very early age? Was it a very late age? If they had exposure to um, hormone replacement therapy for a prolonged period of time. Those things are when we start to get very concerned, but looking at all of those factors and deciding if they have a hereditary high risk for breast cancer or just a personal, just general risk for high risk for breast cancer. And there are certain heritages that are more at risk, yes? There are. Um, when we talk about heritages, though, um, we begin to look at hereditary risk for breast cancer, and that talks about our family's risk for breast cancer. Now, only 10% of the people who are actually diagnosed with breast cancer have a familial hereditary risk for breast cancer. And that means they actually have a gene that is actually altered that is going to cause them to have an elevated elevated risk for breast cancer. And so that is kind of a separate category for high risk and and one that can be evaluated very easily with uh, genetic testing. Let's speak about genetic testing then. Women have heard about the BRCA genes, and they're a little confused. Everybody has the BRCA genes. Yes, it's the mutation that you're looking for. It is the mutation that we begin to look for. The The thing that is becoming very um, personal to most people is that we hear about BRCA1 and we hear about BRCA2 as the mutation in those genes lead to breast cancer, but there are other genes that can also be altered that can also show a hereditary risk or an increased risk for developing breast cancer. And the ways that we do our testing, the ways that we evaluate people for high risk, now have begun to show us all of the different types of genes that put us at risk for breast and other hereditary cancers, that being colon cancer, that can also be pancreatic cancer, melanoma, and and breast and ovarian cancer. So do you recommend people that have this higher risk get that genetic test? Well, there are easy ways to evaluate if you need to have genetic testing done. One of the things is actually if you fill out a survey, it's a very simple thing to do to evaluate your risk. And one of the ways of doing that is most offices have a risk factor sheet that you can fill out and it can basically look at all of the factors that put you in high risk. If you come up as someone who is elevated on that survey, they can easily test you with a a blood test or a sputum sample to be able to evaluate your risk for breast cancer. And you have a high-risk breast cancer assessment tool 
at Hendricks Regional Health, yes? We do. We actually have implemented a high-risk kind of prevention clinic that is essentially run by our nurse practitioner, Jenny Pearlie. What she does is she evaluates the risk of patients immediately when they are having their mammogram performed um, in the um, Breast and Bone Health Center. As they get their mammogram, they're actually given that health assessment in at the same time. When they fill out that health assessment, as they're going back for their mammogram, they are either flagged as someone who could be at risk or not. Um, and if they are flagged to be at risk for that hereditary syndrome, they can actually be tested here at Hendrick Regional Health on the same day as they get their screening mammogram. It kind of takes the middleman out of it. We can already know that you've come up and you're at elevated risk. We can evaluate you. We can have you seen at that moment um, once you finish your mammogram and then have your results back within three to four weeks and then have you have a discussion about your results when your results get back. What do women ask you if they are determined to be a high-risk patient? You know, I think that those questions span the gamut of lots of different spectrums. Some women are very concerned or what I'd call the worried well. Um, they're at risk, but they don't have the gene. So what types of mammograms do I need? Do I need to have an MRI? How do I need to be followed? How do I need to be evaluated? Are there other things that I can do for preventative measures. Some people come back at elevated risk for breast cancer or ovarian cancer, but oftentimes what we're finding is that there are people who come back at elevated risk for colon cancer, or they at least need to be evaluated in another way. So do I need to have a screening colonoscopy and what's the interval? How often do I need to have mammograms? Does my breast density affect how I need to be evaluated? And in looking at all of those questions, I think that now that we're able to look at more than just the BRCA1 and BRCA2 gene mutation, we're able to kind of give the patient a more comprehensive view of what's going on in, in their gene line. And what do women ask you about? They hear in the media about prophylactic mastectomies for people that are found to be at high risk or have that BRCA1, BRCA2 gene mutation. And what do you tell them when they ask you about that? You know, I think that this is a very hot-button topic. We have a lot of famous people who have now had prophylactic mastectomies because they were gene carriers or they were just concerned about uh, being at high risk for breast cancer. And I think every person has to individually look at their risk. You need to be able to evaluate, are you a gene carrier or not? Um, the, the society as a whole, and that's the American Society of Breast Surgeons, does not necessarily advocate for taking people's breasts off if they are not gene carriers. There are uh, problems, issues, complications, or side effects that can happen just from removing someone's breast and things that could happen. So I think that we carefully evaluate if people are carriers of the gene. If they are gene carriers, evaluating them to have their breast removed prophylactically is one way to go. Um, there are also medications that people can be placed on to help reduce their risk. And if they don't want to opt for either of those options, there is increased screening and the addition of MRI to evaluate someone's breast, especially if they're a younger patient when they're identified to be at familial risk, to be able to watch them and make sure that nothing develops. And if something does develop, that we catch it at a very early time. And that would seem to be the least invasive. But is it true that if a woman has a mastectomy prophylactically, they still could get breast cancer? 
There, there is always a possibility, and as great of a job as all of the breast surgeons around the country and around the world think we are, you know, with removing breast tissue, there is always a 1% chance of development of breast cancer, even on a prophylactic site. Um, we are great at taking away the breast tissue, but inevitably a little bit of breast tissue is always left behind or, or even cells are left there. I think it does reduce your risk significantly if you are a um, hereditary breast um, mutation carrier to have your uh, breast removed prophylactically. But we cannot tell anyone that they are 100% never, ever going to have a breast cancer again. So wrap it up for us and, and tell the women what you really want them to know about breast cancer and their risk and possible prevention. I think about breast cancer, one of the very many things that people need to realize is to be aware of their own bodies. Be aware of your family history. And although there is much controversy out there about when to start mammograms and if you should or should not do your mam- uh, do yourself breast exam, you know your own body. Advocate for yourself. Do yourself breast exam. If you see something that's abnormal, if it's painful, if it hurts, if it popped up during a pregnancy and you think that it's not supposed to be there, have it evaluated. Don't let someone tell you that this doesn't need to be seen or evaluated. In terms of your risk, know your risk. How many biopsies have you had in your lifetime? When was the first stage that someone developed breast cancer? Do we have ovarian cancer in our family? Do we have prostate cancer in our family? You need to know your history. Knowing your history arms you with a lot of power to be able to evaluate not only breast cancer, ovarian cancer, but other cancers that can follow on the BRCA1 and BRCA2 gene or colon cancer. And you need to take care of your bodies. I don't think people realize that there are very small measures that you can do to lower your risk for breast cancer. One of those is very simple, exercise. 20 minutes of exercise three times a week reduces your risk of breast cancer by almost 18%. Getting rid of fat cells that carry estrogen decreases your chance of developing breast cancer. How simple would it be to go out and just exercise just slightly, change your, change your body habitus just slightly to reduce your risk? If it were that simple, we would all just do it, I'm sure. But just thinking about that of ways to reduce your risk, having your mammogram, being on a schedule, being evaluated, all of those are very important things to be done. And with all the controversy that's out there about when to get your mammogram, not forgetting that it's important that we get it. It is the best way that we have to evaluate the breast. So getting your mammogram is still very important and having it done and evaluated and, and seen so that you know exactly where you are on an annual basis is still the best method. <clears throat> Wow. Thank you, Dr. Bowling, so much for being with us. What an amazing guest you are. Thank you for such important information today. And for more information on the special follow-up breast program at Hendricks Regional Health Women's Center, you can go to Hendricks.org. That's Hendricks.org. You're listening to Health Talks with HRH, and this is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.